Hello, I'm the giant flying beaver that rules the universe. And when I'm not out flying around, breathing on bushes to turn them into various cities, I'm listening to the Map Report with Russ, Greg, Andy, and Story. They're funny, they're wholesome, and more to the point, they've occasionally professed a belief in me. Why do you think they haven't disappeared yet? Enjoy the show. It's the holy thing to do. Let my home back in Omaha See if I can make it out in the world And I got as far as Wichita Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out for Alright, in okay. that case, ladies right. and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the report number 59. Is it done? <laughs> it's December 6, 2006. Not What's going on, everyone out there? Welcome. 12, 6, Hello. 12 minus 6 equals 6. Oh, 06. Hey, we want to six, welcome everybody in. We want to say hi, everyone, to everyone out there. 59. Welcome to December. Oh, and I want to mention one thing before we get started. 59, 12, Cast Wars. 6. We're right. back. Cast Wars oh, round yeah. three. Cast Wars are back, people. Cast we Wars round three. Repeat. We're in there. We need a repeat champion. good Lord, <laughs> you have got to be a real champion. I am not kidding. It is hard to find us. It is, as I said earlier, like finding a piece <laughs> of hay in a stack of needles. It's not like only difficult. Because there's like 950 other shows. But it and, is yeah. painful. You are yeah. getting stabbed by all these other terrible podcasts we're competing against. And some good ones. Yes, and some but, good ones. Uh, yeah. But please go to Cast Wars. <laughs> press skip 500 times until you find us. And uh, re-anoint us. And we would appreciate that. Please do that. this. We're, we're doing it. We, we need your help. We yeah. can't, the emu can't do it alone, folks. <laughs> we need some help. So, so I'll yeah. put a link on the page, and we'll get it on. So we want to do that emu and style. welcome everybody and say hi and thank you and all that. And, um, yeah, so, we do. so we're all here, and I guess, uh, yeah, hey, what's hey, going on? Hey. I saw a fantastic here. movie this week, guys, and let me know if you've ever seen this movie. It okay. was called, <laughs> I'm not being facetious, it was called The Siege. Have you guys ever seen this? With, Isn't that uh, with uh, Denzel Washington, Bruce yeah. Willis, uh, Annette Bening? Yeah, it's where Bruce Willis like ass. seals off the city of New York or something. Yeah, I just saw this last week. It was like the most apocryphal movie I've ever seen. It, it was made in 1998 and predicted about 100 things about the world post 9-11. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Really? I don't know why this movie isn't mandatory to watch for U.S. citizens now and have, haven't been for the last five years. And how every network has not played this movie on a loop for the last five years. I just don't get it. Truth being stranger than fiction, maybe? Maybe They're I should tell you a little bit about it, and so yeah. you'll, you'll have an so idea what's it about? Perhaps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's so. never been a mandatory video requirement for citizenship in the United States before. I mean, it, it's a good idea. Yeah. It's just unprecedented. That's yeah. probably why. It would be, the if they were to do concept. it, though, they might as well start with a movie with Denzel Washington and Bruce Willis. I mean, if they're going to do one, is that's, that it's a good idea. Annette Benning. Maybe Mr. Smith this. goes to Washington, and then this movie. That's true. Go ahead. That's not bad. Pig, it's Annette a good Benning. pig movie. It's good for right. participation in yeah. government. And sneakers uh, for no Benning reason at all. A CIA like agent movie. who... Right. <laughs> 
All right. That's so anyway, movie. there was this movie. Moving on. <laughs> I like sorry. paper. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. okay. So Ned Benning. Oh wait. Ned Benning was hot. He's back like in testing. The day. He's like peering out the door. He's like, what if I try? It's like Charlie Brown kicking the football. What if I just run and then stop? Is she, is she gonna pull? Is she gonna pull? There you Annette go. Benning. Yes. Show me. Annette Benning. Show me. Benning. Go. Okay, go. I'm muting myself. Annette Benning. I really am. Plays a CIA agent. But as opposed to every other movie where the CIA exists, in this movie, she, like, fully admits that the CIA bungles things and screws up the lives of people in other countries all the time. And in this particular case, she was one of the trainers of the botched revolution when the U.S. tried to prop up the Shiite Muslims to overthrow Saddam Hussein. This was, like after the original Gulf War. Wow. And then we bank, defunded bank, bank, them bank, bank. and left them out to dry, which is why they hate us. So she was part of that operation. And then she actually set up a bunch of student visas for a lot of these insurgents who were in Iraq because they were going to get killed if they stayed. And so they end up coming Including to Including a guy New York whose name is Mohammed Bata. And, um, yeah, pretty yeah. much. It, it, like, almost exactly <laughs> that way. And so this group of guys who were trained by the CIA to, uh, you know, terrorize the Hussein regime end up staging all these terrorist attacks in New York City as revenge for being left out to dry by the U.S. government. So then when you get into all the questions. Made? 1998, my friend, before any of this ever happened. Wow. Look at that. It okay. was amazing. Go on. And so, you know, not only did it get to the issue of the CIA bungling things and like that the FBI and the CIA and the military and the executive branch not sharing information, which is something that apparently nobody knew about until 2001, but this was in this <laughs> movie. Sure, and they were like constantly competing and hiding things from each other and not working together and screwing each other over. And like most of the plot I, of the movie... I believe the movie was called Bin Laden Determined to Attack Inside the United States. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I mean... Look, Condoleezza Rice never went to Blockbuster, yeah, exactly. never rented that exactly. movie. Exactly. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> like, you know, Bin Laden was given one video when he's in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. He happened to get that one, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, you know, it all, yeah, all exactly. comes together. Yeah. Like, this is and a great idea. Blockbuster video, responsible from Afghanistan. Why exactly. can't we just remake the siege? Exactly. That was so much better. Blockbuster video, responsible for terrorism. Yeah. Yeah. He first infiltrated the CIA, FBI, broke all the communication lines, and then, then plotted against it. <laughs> they make a great a movie about process. it. They're like Bin Laden. Yeah. Started as a boy who really liked movies, and then they like zoom in on the siege. And they're like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're like so, showing a little videotape in a hut in Afghanistan. <laughs> exactly. Oh, this is great. And his friend's like, I want to watch Care Bears. And he's like, no, must watch this movie. This is fantastic. <laughs> you will learn. You will learn. I, I'm, I'm preparing. I'm preparing for the future. Yes. I'm sure that the, uh, the Taliban version of Care Bears involves beating the female Care Bears who have to wear, like, drapery. But <laughs> well, that anyway. was before the Taliban, actually, because the Taliban was, like, you know, only in for a temporary period of time. So that might have been going back. That was probably going back to the uh, the Soviet era when bin Laden okay. was a kid. Was the like original the Taliban, era. when it so. was influenced by Care Bears, was all, you know, Grumpy Bear. was It was, like, Muhammad Grumpy Bear was the head of the one. And then it was, like, John, like, you know. Hammer Bear and Sickle Bear. Sicker Bear. <laughs> <laughs> and Uncle Joe exactly. Bear. Well, Bear. When, I mean, the Soviet Soviet Care Bears would probably all be exactly the same. It would be like Comrade Bear and Comrade Bear and Comrade Bear and Comrade Bear. You know, <laughs> and they're always facing away from the Mujahideen Bear, which is running after them with an AK. 
Always running away. Yeah, more exactly. I want to say about the movie, but I'm going to tangent myself <laughs> tangent and talk about this comic book, which was really great, which was called Red Son of Krypton, which posed what if Superman's <laughs> spacecraft landed in the Soviet Union instead of in Kansas, and it basically oh shows him growing up as a communist. Well, you know, Superman was oh, sent okay. from Krypton in a spaceship and whatnot, and so instead of right. as a baby landing in Kansas, he like lands in Moscow. Right. Oh, okay. And so... He ends up being the uh, the commie Superman. It's a really cool comic book. I enjoyed it. That's awesome. As he defends the, because you know he defends truth, justice, and the American way in normal life, but in Red Son of Krypton, right. he Just defends truth, justice, and, and uh, redistribution for the masses. Right. <laughs> right. Truth, justice, exactly. and withering right. away the means That's of production. True. So anyway, Denzel plays an FBI agent in the siege. And most of the movie, he's just, like, searching after these terror agents. But then, at the point where it gets so bad that martial law is declared in New York City, and then Bruce Willis, right. who plays a general, you know, takes control, he starts putting all Middle Eastern men in internment camps in, like, the Meadowlands. Wow. So, like, giant stadium is full of, like, cages of Middle Eastern men. So it's just like the Giants. I'm actually amazed that it's still legal to rent this movie in the United States. I know. Like, forget making it required. It's just like, I mean, I I now understand why I've never heard of it, because I'm sure they, like, you know, tore out all the posters and all the references to it. And this podcast is being censored, and you've just heard garble for the last 20 minutes. (laughs) But... But you yeah. got it in Stories a video like, store. I'm not so surprised that it's still accessible from no, I saw it on exactly. HBO, actually. It was on HBO. Oh, my God. It was last it's month. on the premium network. The they would network. never allow that Only on HBO non-pay. Yeah, non-pay <laughs> cable. That's totally blocked out. That's, like, replaced by the blue screen of death and dancing mice. Yeah, so, there's yeah. no way in, that's in, on regular cable. In reality, it's not so surprising that this movie hasn't been publicized since 2001, even though it should have been. <laughs> but right. this is so great. But. So then... Of course, Bruce Willis starts torturing these Middle Eastern prisoners to get information on where the last terror cells are. And like Denzel Washington, FBI agent, gives this impassioned speech about how we're corrupting everything that we stand for and how we're destroying liberty by torturing these men and how we can't let ourselves be brought down to this level and we're letting the, the terrorists win the minute we torture somebody. And I'm like, hello, how is it took us another 10 years to get to this debate in real life that the producer of this movie had in 1998? I don't understand things. And then wow. Bruce Willis is like, yippee ki and then all of a sudden Alan Rickman shows up for no reason, and then it all goes downhill from there. I love Alan Rickman. One of my favorite. Absolutely. He is, he is a great actor. Yes, that He's is amazing, phenomenal. though. How did how does this... I mean, I've heard of the movie, and I had never actually seen it, but I had heard about the basic details, but I didn't know it was that accurate. No, it was that accurate. It was... Everything that it talked about was dead on balls accurate as to how incompetent our intelligence was, how all of the different you know branches of uh, Did you just say the, the phrase government. dead on balls? Dead, dead on no, balls no, no. accurate. He said dead on it's, balls accurate. Balls accurate is a hyphen. Balls dash accurate. It's oh. an industry term. Really? It also quotes the <laughs> movie thought, My I, Cousin I thought, you would, I thought you would put the hyphen between Balzac and Curate, and it's like the curator <laughs> of the Balzac Museum, like a French literature historian. Oh, my God. Is the Balzac yes. Curate. And he's the best <laughs> and one. That's what and he's also dead. About. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the Met Report. Never before correct. has Balzac Curate. come out of Balls Accurate. <laughs> this has never occurred in recorded no. history. Well, fans of my Is this really Vinny. a phrase, though? Balls Accurate? tribute that really... to Marissa Tomei. In My Cousin Vinny. Sure. This, Why not? There was the a scene where... Because, you know, the couple, uh, Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei, are always arguing this is their thing. We should actually right. talk more oh, about I've, this movie. I've seen this movie. They love it's debating with each other. So at one point, they they're do. in the hotel room, and there's like a leaky faucet. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, how do you know it was leaky? And she's like, 
because I tried to twist it. And he's like, maybe you didn't twist it hard enough. And she's like, it's broken. And he's like, how do you know it's broken? She's like, because I had, you know, a calibrated uh, torque wrench calibrated by NASA in my right, hand three right. seconds before, blah, blah. <laughs> and he's like, well, how yeah, do you know that's she, accurate? She fixes all she's the cars, like, yeah. Here's a certificate of authenticity from its manufacturer that reads it as dead on balls accurate. And that's where that comes from. <laughs> that's a tremendous phrase. Okay. So it's at least an obscure movie phrase. It's not like an everyday people walking around. And it I could have been like accurate. a. It could have been like dead on balsa curate. So it's actually a curate made out of balsa wood <laughs> oh who glides God. around the museum, and then you can like you know you can, you can make it and oh, put I it in packets and sell them for two dollars. Oh, I thought you were going to say a cure for balsa wood, like cured wood, like it's oh. balsa wood that can resist the rain. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but but either one works. Yeah, it very very to, accurately. Resists rain. Right. Be- oh, before I go. tried, right. Balsa cure. <laughs> before I tried the new cure, I used to be someone who would just fly at the low, the, you know, the slightest breeze. I would fly in the wind. Yeah. But ever since the cure, I've been able to stay firmly on the ground. Well, Children, don't try to put me know, together and use me as a glider. Thompson's water seal product. Yeah, probably. <laughs> exactly. advertised. Right. Uh, someone Thompson, who believes that the term now with balsa cure syndrome exists, this is where I get most of my vocabulary from. <laughs> of course, so, right. There you go. That's much like point. most foreign nationals in this country, Touché. I learned everything I know from TV. So uh, that's I fine. see. Let's go. There well, you go. Well, but you know, there's other things like that. They should alter the citizenship to, to uh, reflect that. that. That really shows you've spent some time investing in American culture. Because they're changing it, you know. You've heard this. They're changing the citizenship test to make it more practical or more reasonable or, you know, more obscure to people who don't speak English, something like that. I don't know. They're building a wall around the citizenship test. So, uh, yeah, but that would be great if they had, like, you know, what, how much is a Big Mac and uh, what, what, what can you buy? What, what's most advertised? <laughs> Name three prescription drugs and their side effects. What, co- what course of action has failed in Iraq? Stay the course? Yes, congratulations, you're a citizen. Always stay yes. rectal bleeding. All American drugs cause rectal bleeding. <laughs> Drowsiness. Oh, oh like, my god. And all the citizenship classes would then just be like, here's how to spell drowsiness. D D R everybody. Everybody with me. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> That'd be great. The uh yeah. you, you know as far as the review for the American citizenship test? Um, that would be so like awesome. The high end, Except nobody could afford people. it. That would be the whole thing. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> like everyone who's taking the small test. Clientele. They probably yeah. tried it and then closed it. They probably made that effort. They're like, great, another test. Go, go, go. And then it's like, oh. Nobody's someone here. was like, Nobody's someone on the board up. was like, well, we could offer it for free to low-income people. And they're like, what are you, mad? We're the Princeton Review. What do you yeah. think we are? That immediately destroyed. shot immediately. Now go make an LSAT <laughs> test that's 10,000 times more expensive than it needs to be. But you know the thing about the movies, though, that you were talking about? that there's a, There have been other movies that yeah. seem to be uncomfortably close to home. There was a series on Showtime that I used to see billboard advertisements for called Sleeper Cell. Have you heard of this? Where basically it's about this terrorist cell in the United States, and it's all these, it's like, these people could be right next to you. These and people could be around all sleeps. the time. Yes, that's all he does is sleep. Really and the boring. whole... The whole point is that every so often he gets up and he starts selling things randomly. Like he's just like, buy my car, and then he goes to sleep again. Oh, it's I thought really, he was in a cell. It's a double pun. He was pun. like in a jail cell. It's a triple pun. And he sleeps. Yes. No. The modern That's Rip like Van the most Michael. dull movie I could come up with. There you go. That, that's pretty much it. But no, like sleeper exactly. cell. Except you don't see the end. So it's I mean, like that's drama, to home. because yeah. Fry basically is cryogenically frozen into the future. Oh, so there you go. The it's like the cell. middle portion of Futurama that you miss. That you right. like, you just skip to the end when he wakes up. This is just him in the middle. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm oh. so gonna make that. That's quality. What they ran out of ideas. They wanted and... more Matt Groening material. So they're like, <laughs> Probably, how about the yeah, middle exactly. part of Futurama? They're like, right. how about this? There yeah, you go. Ain't got anything else? 
Do you know, I that actually would only be knew canceled after two seasons. For a short yeah. time, I knew like a high a high level Fox executive <laughs> who fully admitted to me that they have nothing left and that they have to show The Simpsons like six times a day because they just have got nothing. And for a brief period of time, network. you knew him, and then yeah, he vanished into the ether. Then he like got chirogenically frozen, and then you can't know him anymore. Why? Can't well, you, why do you because Russ would like briefly back know in a weird position, chirogenically frozen. What? <laughs> like turn him into a chimera? <laughs> <laughs> he only freezes his back. He was kind of like, like my spine is cold. No, no. My spine is so cold. <laughs> uh, oh, um, <laughs> well, if you're going to paralyze someone, the spine is about the That's best place point. you can go, That's frankly. You probably have more success with that than with coldness. Come that would be like no, that would be like the most <laughs> that'd be like the most devious and yet least effective publicly villain ever. You'd just be like, "Blow, your back is frozen." Everyone's like, "My back's frozen." They're like, "Whatever." Everyone always has a problem with their back. Come on, shake it off. Go yeah, to work. Exactly. It's like, "No, really." Uh, my my spine is yeah. frozen. No, really. <laughs> oh, my um, God. You know, he was too um, close to home. Exactly. Can we change he was a family <laughs> friend of an ex-girlfriend, so that's how he can disappear from my life. That's oh. Right. That makes so, sense. I was, as yeah. I was saying that, I was sort of realizing, okay, maybe I can see how this is, but, uh, yep. but yeah. That's just funny so to know someone for a while. He admitted to I me mean, the, the alternative, you could have said, trip. well, he died, and then I would have had egg on my face. That would have yes. been a very yeah. good answer. It's true. That was He, that, he was that my mother, better. and now he's dead. How do you feel about that? Uh, oh man, that's so would have put me in my male Fox executive mother. Oh, exactly. Um, <laughs> Seriously, who you only knew briefly, who you just met for like a week or two. Long lost. The whole yeah, meaning exactly. to your home base. A strange, long lost mother. Male Fox wow. executive. Wow. Um, but I so, actually am picking up on tactics that the network is using. I think to try to gain back some popularity okay. since they're now losing to like CBS. I think, and you know, I might be wrong, but I think what they're trying to subconsciously do is slowly morph their logo so when the announcer says the logo it sounds like they're, he's saying fucks it's getting dangerously <laughs> close to that I've listened that's awesome and on the show it's just very subtle it'll be like next right. on Fox and you're like wait did he say Fox or did he say fucks what purpose did this serve I totally would believe it draw people in I'm sorry, but I don't put it past the station that almost displayed the two-hour special, OJ, if I, how I did it. Yeah. I mean, if I did it. I mean, how yeah. I did it. I really don't put it past <laughs> them to start, like, if just I, when I did in it, their yeah. logo. But yeah, why, exactly. though? Just when I did it. Bring people why in. Why I did I mean, how. It's attention-grabby. They're like, no, it's I love yeah, that network exactly. with, with the bad language. With oh, the, and with then the people are like, <laughs> I have to stay on long enough to hear and confirm the next time. When are they going to say it again? Well, after this right. hour-long show. Okay, fine. All right, I'll, I'll just stick around because I have to know. Did they really say that? Oh, damn, I missed it again. Okay, well, I'll just stay through another hour-long show. That's pretty know. funny. And it also describes the <laughs> yeah. personality of their entire news team. So that, that's, that's what I was just going to say. He's just like, hello, we right. are... Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is. I, I told you guys. Yeah, like, they're dumb. True. Dumb like, fucks. I was talking about that the other Truth day. It's like advertising. Every, every person on the... There's a billboard that I go by, you know, when I go up the West Side Highway, uh, and you, you look at it, and it basically has, you know, Shepard Smith, Britt Hume, um, you know, but used to have Tony Snow, Sean Hannity, Bill O'Reilly... And then just for extra ones, uh, Combs, the dumbest liberal in America. So we have the dumbest liberal in America plus 
garbage. Garbage plus dumbest liberal man. America. He's actually made out of straw. No, you've heard yeah, Al Franken actually, say that, right? It's constant. Al Franken has said that, that, yeah. he, that Al Franken tried to give him some statistics at a party, and he was like, you know, you could use this and this and this, and he was like, well, we can't really do that. He's like, why not? He's like, well, I just don't know if I could really, you know, put that into context. And Al Franken's like, that's when it hit me. <laughs> yeah. This was the dumbest liberal in America. Yeah. Fox had hired the dumbest liberal in oh, America. Yeah. It's great. It's, you know, so... Well, yeah. And occasionally, you don't want your punching bag talking back. Fire, scarecrow! (laughs) (laughs) And you freak out. (laughs) (laughs) If only they had the guts to do that. That would be great. (laughs) If there was some time when they could be sure no one was watching, that would be so fantastic. That would be great. (sighs) Oh, goodness. Goodness. They run they run. Well, things, no one yeah. was watching me walking home with a, uh, a co-worker today, but that's what I was doing. And I, I've, I've come up from this horrible, wretched experience that I had. I've come up with a, with a little plan that we should do. But let me unfold the scenario for you. So I realized tonight uh, a co-worker, and it was totally her fault, right? This co-worker who, you know, I work in an organization, 175 people. You get to know some people, like, kind of in passing for five minutes, not really well, you know, exchange a few emails, don't really have any common threads to talk about. But, you know, there they are. They're a person. You know their name. <laughs> and so I'm walking I'm walking home, and, uh, you know, we have, like, three different buildings. So I'm walking out of the first building, and then she, like, walks just behind me out of the second building and catches up to me. And, of course, she flags me down. And she's like, hey, story. And I wanted to turn around and be like, oh, my God, it's amazing that you're here in front of the building where we both work. This is, this <laughs> okay. is coincidence. This is great. <laughs> great. But, you know, it's like, and I have nothing against this person. Like, she's a very nice person. Like, for all I know, she listened to the map report. Who knows? Like, she's a very nice person uh, and very, seems intelligent, seems competent. She's not one of the 85%. But... I have nothing in common with her. I have nothing to talk about. Or if I did, I wouldn't even know, right? It's not even at the stage where I would know if I have anything to talk about. So, you know, and it's a long walk. It's like six blocks down to the BART station. She's like, where are you off to? And I'm like, going home on BART, you know, 5 o'clock. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, where do you live, Berkeley? And she's like, I live in Oakland. And so it's pretty clear. And she doesn't say that she's going home directly, but she's, you know, it's pretty clear that she's going to BART, too. And so we're just talking, and it's like, uh, yeah. And then and there was literally silence for like 45 seconds. And then I'm like, so busy time of year for you in the grants department? And she's like, oh, yeah, really? I'm just busy everywhere. Okay. Walk, 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 walk. And I realized that I am like the world's worst person at small talk. Like I hate it. It drives me crazy. It's insincere. It's stupid. You're like inventing things to come up with. I would love just someday out of nowhere in small talk to just be like, so what do you think of Nietzsche? You know, be, but no one would ever let you do that. No one would let you get away with doing something story. like that. That's because talk. that's exactly. But like that's really the only words. appropriate thing, right? The only appropriate thing is both of you are sitting there in a totally uncomfortable situation, something totally, like, lame, with a person who might be interesting, but you have no way of getting to interesting because you're stuck on the weather and work and, like, the one meeting that you both attended in your entire life <laughs> together of, like, oh, yeah, remember on October 17th? That was a really great meeting that we both went to, and, you know, oh, that guy's tie. It was really crazy. Remember the guy third to the left? Who are you talking about? Yeah, another. Like, there's nothing to talk about but she may be interesting she's educated i should just be able to be like so you are more of a kantian or a randian what do you think great debate (laughs) 
and, and so right. I think there should be a way. I don't know what the mechanism is, but there should be a way that you can just like a horn or a buzzer or something, and we should all be equipped with them. Some sort of simple thing that we can just a flag maybe, and we can wave the flag, and the flag immediately calls off the pretense of like whatever connection you actually have, and you can actually talk about something that's interesting to you. This that's already what we exists. Should do. We need I don't that. mean to burst your it's bubble. It's a small talk flag. Okay. But I, I have a feeling this exists. It's called and being what? a cool guy. When you're a cool guy, what you can do... You can just do that. Is Small talk is not applicable. You can walk up to a woman almost at random, uh -huh. uh, basically say okay. hi, and then be like, you know, mm -hmm. I really like shag carpeting. Are you, well, okay, let's assume you're interested in more deep things than that. <laughs> and you want to actually talk about and something. And so Russ's you can response to up the idea is shag carpeting. Directly delve. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Shag carpeting. The most interesting thing anyone's ever talked about, man. Because in my experience, I'm very spotty cool. Like, if I'm in the right mood, uh -huh. I can be very cool, or I can just be completely uninterested in mm -hmm. other people and not want to deal with it at all. Right. But when it's going sure. good, basically, the key to breaking down small talk is just recognizing immediately that it's not necessary or called for, and nobody expects it. Right. And so the only interesting conversations don't happen because of small talk. They happen in spite of it. And so you just can't even sure. have it hovering over your head when but you're thinking about let me ask you this, Russ. This, yeah. this is, I am so on board with this for people who like all bets are off, right? Like that if you think that they have just done one of the worst things ever, like if they, if they think that your breakout conversation is just weird and random and makes them uncomfortable, which you've got to admit there's a risk of doing, that there's Especially no compromise, that you carpet. never have to deal with this person or talk but, to this person again. But this is clearly someone who I may be working with for years and may have to exchange occasional emails every week. So it's not disconnected enough that like, if she thinks that that was a really weird and uncomfortable thing to do, there isn't going to be a chilling effect on my work. That's the one thing that holds it back. Well, look. Okay, so, so you don't of, make of your first comment, that. do you think vaginas have a, a discernible smell? <laughs> you don't say that. <laughs> you <What>? say <laughs> something innocuous right. but not small talk. But what is you know what that? I'm you what say is like that? I think that you can only there are interesting things and there are uninteresting things. And anything appropriate to say is uninteresting. This is what I've determined. And feel I, free to prove me wrong. Wait, I would wait, love say you that to again? prove me wrong. No, no, no. Say that you will save again? me from the worst moments in the future. Uh, say that there statement are again. interesting things and uninteresting things. Yeah. Uninteresting Story. and interesting. So, and the uninteresting things are the only appropriate things in a situation like that. Now, I'm assuming I that see. on your way home, in your own head, you're having a somewhat interesting conversation with yourself that you may not think is appropriate for bringing other people in. Can you give us an example? And I'll, I'll probably <laughs> just give you the go-ahead to just talk about this, but I want to make sure first. <laughs> It'll give me the go-ahead to talk about whatever. Uh, Stories like I mean, seagulls. I mean, I'm, Look at the seagulls. On the way home, I was probably thinking about this. I was like, okay, what would be good? A buzzer, a flag. There's got to be some way out. And she that, totally saved us, that. too. But this is the other mm -hmm. thing. This is the other thing. Is the follow-up to this was that she, like, clearly was going to go on BART, and there was nothing that's going to derail me from BART. Like, it's going to take more than oh, an uncomfortable situation to get me from getting home to the MEP report. So I was just like, whatever. I'm just going to suck it up and deal with it. But, like, she clearly realized that 
that it was uncomfortable and awkward and bailed. And she was like, at the last critical moment, the last crosswalk, she was like, I, I have to go to the bookstore. And like ran off. And I was like, thank God. That made it better for both of us. But like, you know, I'm glad she at least. So the flag or the buzzer would save people from having to like lie, make up things. And I was thinking actually the whole way home, I was like, I wonder how long she's going to stay in the so-called bookstore. Like, would she go in for five minutes? And I was actually waiting 10 minutes for a train. And I was like, I bet she's going to come down and like end up on the same train anyway because I had to wait for my train and she's like uh, how long worse. can I wait? Eight minutes? Ten minutes? Alibi. And how horrible would that, that be? Sad. Oh yeah. The oh, yeah. alibi I'd be like and she'd come down with no bag of books and I'd just be like so good books in there? Really interesting, and it, yep, I mean, it would just be terrible. There. But I, I wanted to make but sure. But it would actually be better, you know, because I have to work with her. I wouldn't call her out because calling her out would be awkward and uncomfortable. So we would both know that she had egg on her face, or she could like try to hide, and it would probably be best for us both to ignore each other. But then one of us might get offended by the. I mean, these are the wait, situations that get created. It's terrible. Yeah, but there's a better way to do this than the buzzer. Or I the need flag. a flag. I need to be able there's to a throw way a to flag. Do it. Unnecessary small talk. No, I yeah. actually had a friend of used to do this and there's a there's a better way to do it okay. um and it, he used to call it the slip away method okay um and the slip away method basically slip consists away. it's called slip away and, it, and there's away. a few things that go into a no, part, as part is, of it this is, so you're okay. walking along next to somebody Tools of the anti-social volume one <laughs> exactly the slip away the slip hey, away he used to call it the slip away and he would <laughs> is my inclination. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he would, so you're walking along with somebody and normally the way that this all begins is that you right. you start like sort of a similar situation to what you're talking about. Like, you, you know, you're with a co-worker. And yeah, right. Yeah, no. No, it's like a situation right. where you, if somebody just randomly comes uh -huh. up to you and starts engaging in conversation, you don't have to slip away or anything else because they just sort of rudely walked up and, you know, talked to you. But if in this situation you're talking about, you sort of know this person, you guys kind of had co-worker things. So, so that makes it much more difficult. So this is where right. you apply the slip Way. So you're walking along, you're having this conversation. Normally what happens is you set uh, up a situation where the conversation that you're talking about involves in some ways looking ahead of you. Like you talk about it, you're like, blah, 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 weather and this. And you're like, it's interesting, you know, like the other day I was walking along and just thinking to myself, you know, if, if I keep walking down the sidewalk, if there's a moment where I don't look down at the ground or something like that, like I see people trip all the time because the roads around here are so bad. So I often find I have to sort of look down to make sure that I don't trip. Now, normally what that'll make the person do, they'll think it's a little strange, but you'll find that even subconsciously, right. they'll start looking away from you and looking either down at the <laughs> oh, sidewalk or in like front, this. right? So that's the, that's the key. <laughs> and then the when key they look up... You're gone. Well, no, 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 because no, see, because then it's obvious. So you can't do it that way. You have to make the conversation fit <laughs> right. the action. So you've told them to look in front okay. of them at the crack in the ground or in front of them, right? And you're still walking next to them and you're having a conversation and you're doing that. Da -da 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 -da. Sure. Then what you start doing is you start gradually dropping the volume of your voice, just imperceptibly. You don't, you don't just go, hi, blah, 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 and then go, rah, rah, rah. but you just go, yeah, so then I was thinking right. about the, uh, and then I was wondering about the possibilities and then it was starting to be, and you gradually drop the volume down, mm -hmm. right? So you're doing this. You've got them looking ahead of them. They've got them looking ahead. You're gradually dropping the volume. You then ever so imperceptibly begin to slow down your walk. So you're gradually sort of slowing down, right? And you notice they're sort of getting ahead of you because they're not paying attention. They're looking ahead or down at the ground, and they haven't noticed that the volumes eventually drop. Finally, finally what you do, and this is really the sort of key aspect to it, you finally get to the point where they're sort of walking ahead of you, looking down at the ground, and the volume's dropped. And you finally literally let your voice trail off. If you end a sentence, that can sometimes spring their mind into action, and they'll look back at you, and then it's really bad. So what you have to do is sort of trail off in the sentence, where you can say, and that's why I really think that, you know, these weathermen don't really know what they're... 
And then by that point, they're sort of thinking to themselves, they're finishing the sentence in their head. They're like, they, yeah, I know I don't like weathermen either. And that is when, at this point, you've gradually slowed down and then just start moving away very gradually. Now, by the time they realize this, they're normally 25, <laughs> oh 30, 35 steps down the street. This and at that point, worked, you're able to ever. go, no, it does. He called it, of humanity. No, it absolutely does. Oh he God. called it the slip away. Now, the only thing that can be a problem with the slip away is you will often have to do a follow-up. If you're not a Jedi <laughs> and you don't have the Did ability, he? no, it worked. To brainwash people. You worked in, in the Bush or administration <laughs> or somewhere else where there were especially stupid and gullible people. No, this I mean, is the same guy on. who used to pull up to people at the light, uh, you know, in his car, and he'd roll down the window, and then he would put his car, he would let his car roll backwards slightly, and then he would like roll down the window and be like, "Sir, <laughs> sir, your car, your car is, your car is," and the person would like start slamming oh on their brakes, God. and then they realized it was the other car that was actually moving. He would like yell like. You know, he'd drive by people who were fishing in the river, awesome. and he'd like start yelling That's the names so of various great. communist that leaders at them. So they'd be like, "Oh my God, Vladimir Lenin!" And then they would like stare at him, and he would be disappeared. He's kind of a weird guy. What can I say? Anyway, the slip away, according to him, really? worked. Yes, and the, he often did this. Now, the only thing I have to mention, though, the follow-up is key because in this case story, you have a coworker. So what you have to do the next day right. is when oh, the I person right uh-huh. when the person comes up to you because sometimes the person will actually say, "Oh, I I guess you know I don't know what happened." All of a sudden, I looked around and you weren't there. You have to act as if they've just said the most ludicrous thing ever. Like, what do you what? What are you talking about? Like you weren't there. You, you don't know what they're talking about. That's completely out of the bat. So what you've essentially done by making them look at the ground, by dropping your voice, by slipping away, and then by not having any idea of what they're talking about, is you've created in their mind doubt that you or they were ever in that situation in the first place. The whole goal of this is to make people think that they had dreamed it, that they had they weren't sure if it actually happened. Maybe they were you know oh caught God. up in this whole illusion. It does get less and yes. less feasible. He said you it worked. I think it could, it, but it does. It worked apparently four or five times. Now, granted, it worked with friends no, of no, his who were equally easy. weird. This but, gets yeah. you out of awkward social situations. You just make the person believe that they never <laughs> happened. <It's> very <laughs> exactly. simple. <laughs> this is not the awkwardness you remember. This That's is right. not the awkwardness you are looking for. Absolutely. This is not the awkwardness I remember. Move along. Exactly. Move along. Move along. Fantastic. Well, I'm serious, dude. Russ, can you beat that? And really, yes, I, I expect you can. <laughs> so, Speak from the head. Stop so trying what, to make small talk. So what things? What things that are interesting can I talk about, Russ? I can't what talk about. What is interesting to you? I mean, what can't you, you talk you about? You can't throw the awkward. You can't throw the awkward flag. Gee, this is awkward because that only makes things more awkward. I mean, like well, I one out of twenty times, that makes things As a little better. As a comedian, better. I do that all the, the time. time Stating the obvious often breaks the ice and, you know, under the assumption that I'm always kidding, even if I'm telling a half-truth, it's still a funny thing. Right. So that works for me just fine. But, dude, okay. what, what Great. do you feel like that you if think about that you can't share with the other I human beings? That. That's what I want to know. I mean, just out of nowhere. It's just not like, you know, people don't want to talk about philosophy or like, you know... I mean, a lot this of the things I think about are things about? that are just controversial, or like, you know, politics or religion or like, you know, whatever. Like, it's just, you can't just throw that flag out of nowhere. So, do you hear about the Iraq study group report? Like, you can't do that. You can't just throw sure that can. out of nowhere. She I might be interesting. She might be pro-war. So and then where are, are we? Are you telling me that you only want to have conversations with people who agree with you and they have mundane, yeah, that's terrible, yeah, terrible. I, people uh, not much who are not going to be anyway. like... In my terrible. life, having conversations like James Baker, eh. James Baker, yeah, James Baker, terrible, yeah, terrible. That's a terrible conversation. 
Okay, but if the interaction I have with this person is a few emails, a few emails, working, you know, uh, emails back and forth on a grant, heated debate about something we disagree on, like it's going to have a negative impact. So, you know, and that's why you got to avoid the awkwardness. No, it you breaks the do. ice. People respect you for things for speaking your mind. People respect that sort of thing. Uh, what depends, they don't though. like is people who are completely intimidated by normal conversation to the point where it becomes impossible and then... They, you just look antisocial. It's far, far better. By normal conversation. I just hate it. There's a big difference. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Well, you I don't just think there's really it. any use for it. I mean, I happen to agree with you. I don't have any use for small talk at all. I hate it, so I don't do it. So right. either I stick to myself, or if I'm engaging someone, I actually talk to them about things that interest me. And I don't know. I don't feel like I'm ever going to just pop out with like, yeah, so Mussolini really wasn't that bad of a guy. <laughs> and that's the conversation that we have. That's never going to happen. Yeah, I got to say, Story, I don't know that I agree with you on the interesting things are never appropriate. Like, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think there's things that you can bring up. Like, I, I just think it's like a big jump raise, you know? It's just like going all in after, like, you're like, small raise, small raise. I'm all in! I'm talking about crazy stuff! And it's like, uh, where'd that come from? But that's from? what I mean, though. You're, like, not, I just think, you're like, not talking about crazy stuff, The other thing is stuff, also though, that, you? like... People, People love that, though. always think that I'm the weirdest person they know anyway, so I actually do spend a fair bit of time with people who I have to value their opinion to a certain degree, right? Like, people you work with are people that you don't get a choice about whether you, they're in your life or but not. Dude, they're going to be in your life. But, that's why the slip-away so, works. They already can't... think you're weird. This is why the slip-away <laughs> is perfect for somebody <laughs> like you. You've already got that aspect of it, you know? Uh... It's great. No, but see, to smooth co-working, it actually is good to somewhat minimize the fact that I'm the weirdest person they know. <laughs> oh, I see. So, Story, you I know, I you don't try to accentuate that. Okay. That the yes. next time you're in the situation, if you bring yes. up, you know, are you, you know, do you believe in Frege or Putnam's view of sense and reference? And you bring that up <laughs> as the topic of conversation. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay, you're beyond my knowledge of that if, now. I don't know what you guys talk about either. You give them a context and you say, you know, you'll probably have to explain a little bit about the context right, of what you're sure. talking about and why no, it's affecting you and why this is something that's bothering it. you. And then be <laughs> like, you don't get this? You idiot! Right. I can't. That I can't. I'm, I'm taking the, the bus. Perfect, <laughs> it's the perfect antidote for small talk because they will be so distracted by trying to figure out the, you know, the issue. And the debate in their head, so. they'll engage immediately. They'll say, You'll have an interesting thing to talk about, and it'll no. the conversation will flow naturally. They'll resent you for the rest work. of their no, lives, but people, there will be a flowing conversation. So. Right. There are some people who may like who I may be able to pull that off with, but I mean, there are just people that you can sense that like you might be able to take a risk like that with, and then there are people who you just know would say, "Excuse me, what what are you talking about?" And then you explain what you're you talking about, and they're like, "Yeah, but the uh, key is." That you have to commit to it. I you can't ever. You can't just give up really and be like, "Yeah, that was stupid." Think about you have that. to commit. Back to the you weather. Think, well, I just meant that in a sense of you know whether you're referencing something, whether that is something that is referenced by itself, or whether it exists in and of itself and is not something that you have direct contact with. Now, they're see, like, oh. And then, and then all of a sudden huh, you notice thought of it that way. you notice that they've started to talk about the cracks in the sidewalk, and all of a sudden you notice that their voice has gotten lower, and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, hey, it's not it. If someone pulls a slipway on him, then that's fine. Okay, I don't right. think he would be bothered by that. Right, right, I suppose not. No, I was so thankful that she said she made up this bookstore nonsense. I was, like, dancing. It was great. I was so happy. 
Yeah. Why did you just express that? I think better to. Why did you just tell her? I'm so glad you're going to the bookstore. Yeah. I'm so glad you're going to the bookstore. The awkwardness is really awkward. Is like you know. Thank God. I'm so glad you're out. But wait though. I have a question about that. Get out. Why can't you just confront the awkwardness head on and just say, boy, you know, I really hate small talk. It's really awkward. You have nothing to talk about. Why don't you just say that? Like, can't? Wouldn't that sort of break the ice for both of you? Because then that just makes it more awkward. I've done that a lot in my life, and my experience is consistently over time, it just makes it even more awkward. I mean, it depends on the person. Again, there are some people that you could sort of get away with that with, but like this person, I think would just be like, I mean, this is a very sort of normal, stead person who I'm talking about. She's, you know, she's intelligent, but she's not particularly dicey or edgy or interesting. So, you know, I think (laughs) that she would just be like. Yeah, look, it is somewhere. A awkward. woman is weeping in the Bay Area, listening okay. to the Mep Report, and just being like, "I, I thought know. he knew how Seriously. much I like him." <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now you know what really undermines any possible awkwardness is going home from this conversation, talking about the person who clearly would know who they are if they hear exactly, about it, yes. and going through all of the difficulties and what I really think of them, and then that having the to go back to work. And for you them just the referred next to day. as not interesting <laughs> and not engaging. Yes, yeah, seriously. Very, very Tell good. me about it. I have just slammed through social barriers. <laughs> Like you wouldn't believe, dude. If you go to work tomorrow yeah, and you show up in the morning and she's just like, "So, <laughs> how dicey am I?" Story, and you're like, "Oh no, that's when it's time to do a high quality slip that would away." Be great. We would be friends for life. I swear to God, we would be friends for life. <laughs> oh sure, she did. Friends because for life. There would be just so much background to that, including the fact that she like liked the episode. No, you know what would be great be a fan is if you read into her, but you then know, she started giving it. you things that referred to this episode, but you couldn't be sure. She's like, "I saw this cool movie called The Siege," and you're like, "Wait." What? And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, yeah, and like, you know, and I thought that was neat. And, uh, you know, and I was then all just making all these other references. She's like, you know, I, I really like emus. I was thinking about that. And you're like, wait a minute, what? And you can't no, actually know. Be, Too yeah. obvious, I guess. But I you wouldn't can't actually wonder about know. that. Right. So if you're at yeah. home wondering how to break up awkward conversations, response number one <laughs> is report on it on the MEP report. Right. right. Response <laughs> number two. And this is a very easy Go balancing equation. It's yeah. very easy. Yeah. Right now your choices are... Have the person think you're weird and not want to talk to you, yep. or have small talk that you don't enjoy and you're both miserable for it, and nothing's going to come of it, right? Because you've already agreed right. that small talk goes nowhere. So in this sure. new situation, your new choices are either have a really engaging, interesting conversation, or have the person think you're weird and not want to talk to you, which was going to happen anyway. I don't see what you're risking here. With small talk, they're not going to think that you're weird. They're going to think he's doing small talk, which is the appropriate protocol at this time. But if you fail so miserably at small talk that there are silences that last for two minutes, then you're back in the weird category, In fact, even more so, Story, because if you fail at the weather, then then you're more weird. You know? Okay, if she were saying, if it were, no, 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 because it's it's a no-fault situation, man. It's no, it's no clearly fault. everyone's it's like fault, society's <laughs> fault. No-fault no insurance. Fault insurance, I was just going to say it's, that. Yeah, exactly. No the, the conversation Seriously. crashes, everybody pays a little This right. is no-fault balls because accurate. If, if she was talking like, if she was talking 80% of the time, or even initiating 80% of the time, then sure. But like, equal parts, both of us were being like, like, the silence is a two-way street. Part of that is also because she's not coming up with something. And a lot of the time, it would be like I'd ask her a question she'd answer it silence and it would be like you know <laughs> like you can ask a question too lady I just asked oh, you where you were from God. ask me where I'm from bitch <laughs> I'm not just gonna volunteer it like you're clearly not you do that? that's you're, the way to deal with it let's get through this small talk Become bitch animated and angry <laughs> <laughs> Take it up a notch. You know the problem here is there's a lot of awkward silence, you hoe. You? <laughs> Don't you know how to make small talk? 
magnificent oh, You small talk this, you man. slut! It's a simple- Question! <laughs> <laughs> were you raised in a barn? You reciprocate a question with a like question, otherwise we're silent like this! Uh, and I'm not content to stay silent! <laughs> I'm not you silent! You can't keep up with the rules of society! Then we live in anarchy! <laughs> and that's not acceptable! Why don't you find a bookstore already and get this over with? And then you walk Don't away, uh, walk away, just being like freaking about the other man, unbelievable, freaking bitch. That is phenomenal. Just staring after you. Yes. So okay. Clearly, so, that would not have gotten me reprimanded. Let me see if I can get this summarized. Yes. So basically, what we've talked about so far is the aggressive in-your-face method. We've got the awkward slip-away method. We've got the you know small talk which we don't like Report method. Reported on your podcast. Reported on your podcast method. Yes. Yeah. Um, the all these are possibilities. Method, by the way, put an asterisk by that one. The what? Right. Oh yes, yes. The active method. Right. Right. That's the active. That's the method the we're using right now. Method. Yes. Put yes. Exactly. Asterisk. Yes. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. They want it. It's in play. We're testing it right as we speak, yes. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's true. What, what you, How interesting is it? Like, you're in the middle of an awkward silence, and you're like, do you think anyone really believes that artificial grape fa flavor in any way resembles what grapes taste like? <laughs> Come on! They'd be like, wow. I, no, it I, doesn't. I, I, uh, <laughs> I just think it's that. like, I think they might play along, it might be fine, and they walk away being like, ugh, that guy's weird. And, like, I already am weird. That story. I'm already weird. What do you think is yeah. going on in someone's head when they're looking for stores to dive into <laughs> to avoid continuing a conversation exactly. with you? Like, how different is this from what's going on right now? Exactly. Exactly. They're like, slip away. Slip away. Oh, no, this wasn't so bad. It was sort of 50-50. Oh, God, a bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you have a point there. I don't know. I still think there should be a flag or a horn. I think that would be livelier and more fun and put everyone on the I same think it would also be a little bit disturbing because you'd have I'm people gonna, walking down the streets of San Francisco like, you know, all you hear is like, beep, 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 because this happens all the time, apparently. So. I mean, it's the tenderloin, man. Yeah. That's about all you hear anyway. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? When I came to visit you like three or four years ago, I don't know if they still have this, uh -huh. but in Berkeley they had these little flags that were in these little holders at, at streetlights. Oh, yeah, at streetlights. I a think flag that was a short-lived experiment, yeah. And become a you pedestrian pick up a crossing the street. So somehow whoa, whoa, they made whoa, it more it. visible as a pedestrian. What? You pick up right, a flag exactly. and cross the street? It was awesome. It was a visibility issue. Yes. What? It was a visibility. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is that? I, mean, I was so enamored they, of this thing. I was like, this is great. It. it was a brief experiment, and I think it failed. Like, I'll bet. But it was really Five fun. as many points for hitting someone with a flag <laughs> no, exactly. as you do hitting oh, a regular pedestrian. It's like capture the flag, man. They're clearly the winner. <laughs> yeah. Like, the game's over if you hit them. One of the great games no ever, more capture points the flag. awarded after that. Wow. There you and go. I went on some so, rant yeah. about how they should have just, like, remote-controlled cars with the flags attached to them that, like, run back and forth <laughs> across the street to test drivers as to whether they're actually pedestrian. I don't know. It is amazing. There was a lot going on with yeah. the flags. It is amazing how some of these things reminds. get yeah. past these committees, how they're just like, a flag, that's a great idea. I think this will work perfectly. Let's try it out. You know what I mean? Like, you could totally see it happening. Yeah. Seriously, you feel like you're in a parade as you're crossing the street. You're like, da 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 You start waving It didn't help that I picked up the drum that was also in the bucket right after that. And the baton. You're like twirling it. Exactly. There's like little uniforms across the street. Yeah. Costumes. This is actually the story of when Russ and I just picked off a high school. In bins on street corners. 
and anyone can change into them yeah. anytime they want. And if you could really be good at it, exactly. if you could twirl batons, you can actually make the light last that much longer because everyone's just watching you. So the better you are at it, the longer the light lasts for you to cross. You could actually hire yourself out as a professional crossing mm-hmm. person. You just walk right in the middle of the crosswalk, you start doing the baton thing, and people would cross and they pay you money as they go by. And they're like, thanks, I didn't have to wait for that. You know? I actually think well, it was I a lived, kindergarten pretty close to a, fail that we were a pattern. Ah, oh, well. I was going to say, I live pretty close to West Hollywood where there are lots of professional crossing people, but that's a different story. Oh, ha, ha. oh yeah. Very punny. That is. Fun pun. That's true. Especially Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun time. I see. Indeed. So, you feel, now, have you encountered this happened? You said this just happened today. So, have you thought about what you're going to do tomorrow if you encounter this person? Like, since you had a very bad dismount, let's say? I'd say go for the touchdown, man. You and your no harm, no foul, make people dive into bookstores theory is really not working out. <laughs> It is possible. It'd be Go funny. For big score. Go for a good conversation. Make a play, man. It'd be funny if you could like. You can't sit on the uh, sidelines every conversation. It'd be funny if you like. Gotta go for it. It's just not worth it, man. Yeah. I was raised with risk, risk benefit as like a guiding principle, and like as awkward and annoying as bad small talk is, like there's really no grave risk in continuing the regime of bad small talk <laughs> in these situations. And you know, so the risk is pretty significant from people diving into sidewalks <laughs> trying to avoid <laughs> conversation. Well, I was just going to say, can you imagine if you had a camera, like, following the person, and they're, like, just walking along normally with, like, you know, their husband or wife, and all of a sudden they're like, blah, they just do, that's how they always do it, they just run into a bookstore for no reason, like, just, like, has nothing to do with you at all, and you're just like, yeah, oh. It's like someone mashed the, the, like, triangle button on right. a PS2 controller. <laughs> exactly. Just that random. Exactly. Or a PS2 game. <laughs> oh, I really, nice. dive, dive. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that, because I really do walk around with the theory, maybe not this person, but the theory that most, like, 80%, 85%, perhaps, of people are actually just being controlled by a video game console in the sky. <laughs> that like there are that like it's it's a little solipsistic, uh, just a little. But like you know, and it's not just me. Like I totally believe that you guys are real human players, right? But like there are just a lot of people that it's like job, a lot to of do work, in heaven. We're human like, players. It's like you go in. We've earned no, it. No, it has. It's true. There are a lot of hoops, but you've gotten, you've passed the threshold. Awesome. But there are a lot of people that I'm just sure it's like, you know, and sometimes, you know, they're just auto-played. If no one wants, if no one in heaven feels like playing <laughs> you that day, they're just sort of auto-played. And you just like go through and do the things. But then someone picks up and is like, want to play Earth? Okay, what year? Uh, 2006. Yeah, let's go. Uh, San Francisco? Oh okay, cool. Loading game. Story? Please wait. And this then the you like go in ever. and you like, you like, what? Don't tell me we share this thought. That would stun me. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but, then you go in, and you're, like, playing around on the controller, and it's like, you have about five to ten buttons, because that's about all the variation that there is in this person's oh life God. for thoughts, and, you know, you just go through it. No. The, the great thing about this is that not only do I have the exact same concept as story, but it, it works right. through my mind as a science thing, just as it works through story's mind as an ethereal type thing. Right, as a religious thing. Right. right, of course. In my that's mind, religious thing. the theory for me as PS2. the amoebas at the supermarket theory. The amoebas at the supermarket theory is that when you go to the supermarket and you interact with the other people in a passive way, like you pass their carts and you walk by them, they all react like Mm -hmm. amoebas, which is they have a basic sense of someone in their personal space. They'll take like two Uh steps back. And you can control them in any way you want, assuming that you know that they're an amoeba. And that they will react, like, in exactly the same way in every situation. <laughs> because basically, yeah, they're on instinctive autopilot. Okay. Which, yeah, I right. really, that's really ridiculous. That you yeah. Also never yeah. yeah, we're on the same thing. And then, So if you mm-hmm. are currently in heaven or in a supermarket and playing the video game of humans, 
please email us and confirm that we're <laughs> right. Let us we're know. in on the secret. It's okay. We won't reveal your identity or who you like to play. Right. We'll, uh, to we'll keep fair, it to ourselves. But we'll just I know this that is, it's confirmed. Right, right. This is the case way more often when people are in public places. I don't think that this is oh, sure. mostly when they're in private. When they're in public places, people do just have... You know, they put on their neutral face, and they put on their neutral mm-hmm. behavior, and then they stop, like, interacting with their environment. They're thinking about other things. They're thinking about their cell right. phone. They're not thinking about oh, the world around them. Oh, and that them. explains and why so people act erratically, too. Oh, well, there Amoeba, are people. Yeah. That's why people act, There are people yeah. that I've spoken with directly in one-on-one interactions that I feel like they're doing the same thing. And it's not a small talk situation. It's just, like, <laughs> when they're revealing the way that they really think about the world, like, you've actually past the small talk somehow and because uh-huh. there's a context you're talking about something more interesting and I'm like wow you really approach life like this like there was you know there was a former debater on our team who you know we used to debate with that I felt this way about a fair amount of time you know that it was mm-hmm. just like there was autopilot so you know yeah and it's it's I can't believe I just said that um, <laughs> right. right so anyway there you go yeah. so but that's the thing it's like but you know like you get into in-depth conversations it's someone who I you know didn't just have like totally superficial small talk with all the time but it's like you really are convinced over time that they're not really, you know, connecting on, on the lower levels. And maybe it's just that they're not no, taking story. it seriously for whatever reason. It's a very but simple like, answer. Maybe yeah. their cerebellum is detached. No, 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 no. That could be true. <laughs> maybe their hypothalamus is melted. I like that, I don't but know. It's, it's, much less, it's, much less, it's much less complex than that. All is happening when you're dealing with those people you're talking to a person who's playing a PlayStation 1 game. That's all. It's backwards compatible, but it's not really as good graphics. So you're talking about you're the updated model, and they're playing like... They're an older model. They're playing like Parappa the Rappa or like Final Fantasy 1 or something, you know, and they're right. compatible but it doesn't, so it's a little skippy and the graphics aren't quite right and the sound doesn't make any sense, it, you know, they're, they're you can talk and to them, mate, but, but your go. children would be infertile <laughs> No, your children Or they'd be playing like, like your, No, your children would be a Nintendo yeah, like I was just going to say, your run. children would be a Nintendo and they end up, they end up being D- Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld, but that's another subject, yeah Yeah, oh my uh, God. the parts don't fit together And now all I can think Nintendo about is yeah. mating with this particular debater, and that is not I'm kind of disappointed that we don't have that. You know how like horses and donkeys have that, where they can—they're just like a little bit separate species, but they can still mate and create offspring. But then the offspring can't, you know, create any offspring of their own. Have you ever Too had bad that we don't have any dolphin? like? You don't know. Neanderthals or pygmies around that we could experiment with and see if that actually works. Um. That would be fun. Scientist <laughs> I don't mean me personally. I Story mean my are like, subjects in the. In oh, the look science. at that bookstore! Let's I'm get like, it there right you now. Miss my comment? <laughs> did you just talk right over me? What did you Inviting say? you to sex with a dolphin? I asked if you'd ever had sex with a uh, dolphin. I did. Oh, I heard that. I was in the bookstore. I just, oh, I'm yeah, already okay. in the bookstore right now. I don't feel oh, like okay. the dolphins are close enough. But I, guess I don't know. I think shot. it would be You're aquatic right. mammals. They're intelligent. They're. Oh my god. I mean, you could try a bonobo, I guess. But uh, uh, I don't know. They're a little frenetic. What happened to us? What happened here? Around long enough Somehow we derailed and ended up in badness. <laughs> now that this happened, some, somewhere down the line, we just took a left turn. Uh, we yeah. should have taken a right. Just, and it's too yeah. bad that all of those, you know, you can't tell me that a show that's designed extinct, on taking every single tangent ever occasionally derails. Oh, no, I agree. I just break. wondered that this we were derailing into intermammal, intermammal no, mating. all I, tracks go to the promised <laughs> right. land. Wherever they exactly. go, they're sure. to the promised land. Okay, so listener, your line now is, so this is awkward, <laughs> so email us that, and then we'll respond right. in kind. Exactly. It'll be great. And then my response or, or ask us about, ask us about discernible smell. <laughs> <Stop laughs> right. <freaking. laughs> 
Any of these are fine. Yes. Any of these Why are good options. Why are all my things smell questions? Yeah. And I said grape and artificial yes. grape. They're all sensory. It's true. Yes. This goes back to Have Frega. you eaten lately? I'm totally. Are you okay? I'm totally. Or fragrant. Stalled on Frega. <laughs> That's there you go. Good, Fra- good stuff. Fragra. Yeah, well, on ball you know, accurate. fragrant or Fantastic. not, it's actually, um, I, I, I yeah. smell the end of the hour coming, and I, I actually think that it is here. Is so. it really? Believe it or not, it's been fun. Wow. It's been, it's been, it's been fun. It's been quick. Um, you just need to go buy some books, I have a bookstore that I need to go to right now, and um, I'm just going to be, yeah, uh, just gonna be yeah. talking about I know what this is about. <laughs> yeah. So we want to thank everybody for listening oh, out yeah. there, and uh, if you oh. felt awkward, um, please let You've us know. You've just been flipping away this whole through show. email. God damn That's it. Not true. Where'd Greg go? I'm not doing that. He disappeared. Uh, I missed him. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> exactly. Now's the time where we chiropractically will freeze ourselves until next week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, this is going to hurt. One, two, three. Just do that. Player left. Why can't we get the whole technology? Stupid chiropractically uh, process. <laughs> I don't believe in those guys anyway. Oh, this is awkward. The proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron. Or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at MEPReport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu glands. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. Another day away